Welcome to another exciting episode of Feasting at the Table with Grace Tom Lawyer. Feasting at the Table is a Bible study program that seeks to apply the truth of God's word to our everyday life. It is a feast and so there's something for everyone. Get ready for a fresh, anointed and timely word from God. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today as we continue our study on the faithfulness of God. We are in part 13 to the glory of God the Father. And we have just finished chapter 13 of Genesis. You're welcome. And today we're just going to continue our study. For those of us who are just joining us, we started a journey almost three months ago, over three months ago, looking at the faithfulness of God. And we have worked that topic up in several dimensions, picking Abraham as the prototype of the faithfulness of God. Looking at things that God did in his life, the call of Abraham. We've looked at Abraham moving from one place to the other, the place of altars in the life of Abraham, the ability to retrace his steps ability to carry his family along we looked at the promise of god to abraham they said there are seven elements of those promises of god that came to abraham we looked at the increasingly difficult things god asked abraham to move away from we looked at the fact that abraham took his his nephew lord and last week we we're going to look at the life of lord we looked at the life of lord looking at things that we could glean from we said that this young man lord was someone that god continuously provided a coffin for over we looked at lord because we see that lord even after his father died god made a way for him to be fathered by his grandfather when his grandfather Terra died god also made a way for him to be fathered by his uncle abram we said that the faithfulness of god brings to us blessings that we have around us we said that there is no blessing that we're going to receive that is dependent on what we do not have the blessing that we see that lot received was as a result of what he had already not as a result of what he did not have we said that the life of lot the more we see lot the more lot followed and tagged along the more he, we could we see we we could see that he had success. We say sometimes, child of God, our success is dependent upon whom we follow, who we choose to follow, follow their footsteps. We're not just talking about physical; we're talking about their mindset. And we we said that Apostle Paul, when it comes to the matter of followership, actually gives a guideline for followership. He tells us in the Book of Galatians that follow me even as I follow Christ. Be imitators of me as I imitate Christ. We said that as long as someone is imitating Christ, it is okay to follow them, but we should disabuse our minds from from that kind of mindset that stops us from following people when they are doing the wrong thing when they're not following christ christ should be our standard we said that this man lots was someone who followed and enjoyed the process of what it meant to follow the right leader we looked at the migration story of Lot. We said on three different occasions in the Bible, we are told that Lot moved. And every time he did not move by himself, he moved when his grandfather moved. He moved when his uncle moved. He moved the second time his uncle moved. Everything has to do with 
other people for himself we do not see a personal revelation as it were from god concerning a movement and so it's important for us to have our own personal revelation it's important for us to know why we are doing something so even if we are following someone else why are we doing it i was listening to a friend yesterday and she said she met a guy who was interested in her and um, and the guy was trying to see the things he did in church and then he said to her she is an armor bearer and what she said to him was oh wow what, what does that entail some of you know what that entails well he eventually gave what that entails and then she was like so why are you doing it and he did not have an answer he could not fathom the answer he could not fathom why that question was i mean what he was doing was honorable what he was doing was laudable but he could not actually answer why are you doing it and child of god it's important for us that as we go about our journey of faith that as we come across things we're able to find out what is the why behind this thing that i am doing am i just following you know because if we're just following guess what when the circumstances change we would we, we'll find out what exactly is in our heart and that's what we see happen to lot and abraham because at the end of the day when the thing didn't work out so we need to ask ourselves am i following just because i want to tag along or am i following because i have a personal conviction all of the journeys of lot as he took his time as he came all the way from you know from mesopotamia all the way got down there to to haran from haran to canaan by the time was you know that was there a conviction within his heart but we see him we see him following diligently and we said that it's good for us to know the right people to follow and to enjoy the benefits of followership because some blessings are going to come to us just because we followed so today we're going to go further down in our studies i'm excited we are now progressing to genesis chapter 14. today i'll be reading a different version from what i normally read and that's just because i've heard that this version being read in several um several times when i've listened to a particular service and i just thought it might be good to watch something else to just read it from something else so if you turn your bibles please with me remember this is a bible study program we are here to learn patterns principles and claim the promises genesis chapter 14 verse 1 and it says at that time when amraphel was king of shina ariel king of elasa Kedolama, king of Elam, and Tiba, Tidat, king of Gohim. These kings went to war against Bera, king of Sodom, Brisha, king of Gomorrah, Shinam, king of Adma, Shimema, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zua. All these latter kings joined forces in the valley of Sidon, that is in the Dead Sea Valley. For 12 years they had been subject to Kedoloma, but in the 13th year they rebelled. Okay. Um, let's talk about that. So the Bible begins to give us a background of this story, what we're about to begin to study. You see, the Bible tells us that there were four kings in the east side. I, mean, I think that's four kings in the east side. So we look at the story here. The Bible tells us about these four kings, four eastern kings, you know. Uh, and then the Bible tells us about the five other city-states. This is where we have Sodom, where we have Gomorrah, where we have Adman, where we have Zeboim, and where we have Bela. And guess what? The Bible says that these four kings, these five, these five kings, were subject to the four kings: the king of Shinar, the king of Elasa, the king of Kedorama, and the king of Tada. So we see it. We see a very interesting. Um, figure rate here five kings being subjected to four kings and i hope we mentioned we we realized sodom there being mentioned okay let's read the other part verse five in the so the bible tells us that these kings 
the five kings have been subject to the four kings for 12 years but in the 12th year they revolted in the 12th year they said enough is enough we are not going to continue to be your slaves we are not going to continue sending things to you i mean with, with all of that it just meant that there was going to be perhaps them sending tribute taxes to these people and after some time they just said listen we've done this enough we want there to be a change we are not going to go further we're not going to enable this behavior anymore and child of god you know there are some times in our life where we need to get to that point that says no we're not continuing with this because continuing with this is a continuation to a lifetime of bondage at one certain point in time these five kings these four kings decided that they had these five kings decided that they had had enough that it was time they gained their freedom it was time they gained their independence let's look at verse four, five and they did that in the 12th year but guess what the other people didn't retaliate immediately but when we get to verse five it says in the 14th year Kedolama and the kings allied with him went out and defeated the Raphites in Ashtarot Kanza the Zuzites in Ham the Emites in Shaba Keralim and the Horites in the hill of Seir as far as El Parana Parana Paran near the desert then they turned back and went to end Nishat, that is Kadesh, and they conquered the whole territory of the Amalekites as well as the Amorites who were living in Hazinon, Tamar. And verse 8 Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adnan, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zohar, marched out and drew up their battle lines in the battle of, in the battle of Sidim against Kedolama, king of Elam, Tidal, king of Goim, Amphram, king of Shina and Ara, king of Elasa, four kings against five. Now the valley of Sidon was full of tar pits, and when the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fell, fled, some of the men fell into them, and the rest fled into the hills. The four kings seized all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food that they went away. Then they went away. They also carried off Abraham's nephew Lot and his possessions since he was living in Sodom. Verse 13, a man who had escaped came and reported this to Abram the Hebrew. Now Abram was living near the great trees of Mary the Amorites, a brother of Eshkel and Anan, all of whom were allied with Abram. Praise the Lord. So yes, that's the background of the story here, which I have talked about. I've said that there were five kings were subject to four kings and in the 12th year they thought they had had enough and the bible when you look at the bible numerically 12 is um, a significant uh, number for government by the time to the 12th year they said listen we've had enough we're not going to continue again like this and because they did that there was a revolt but the bible says that these other people didn't come immediately they waited for like two years they gathered forces and they came and then there was this big fight because they didn't want to give up their territory that they had hitherto. to come to and the bible tells us here that by the time this battle went on the battle went on fortunately against the five kings and then they were captured the bible says that they captured all the men they took all their food and all of that and they went away and the bible says and they also carried abraham's nephew lot and his possessions since he was living in sodom that is quite interesting the very last part of this um, verse we see here we say lot was living in sodom lot when we see Lot, uh, when we saw Lot in um, Genesis chapter 13, the Bible says that he looked out at Sodom. You know, that was what we saw about it. Next time we talked about Lot, you know, we see that Lot was, Lot had moved towards Sodom. That's in Genesis chapter 13, verse 10 to 13. And then the next thing is that now he's living in Sodom. I think that was, um, 
the most painful part of me here looking at the progression of lot bible says that he looked towards sodom he, he looked at sodom he moved towards sodom and he's now living in sodom and so when there was trouble in sodom guess what lot got into that trouble in sodom this is the first time we're seeing that lot is in trouble lot is no longer following he has become an independent fellow and when you become an independent fellow guess what you will have independent troubles and you do 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 need to trust the faithfulness of god as it were to rescue you from those troubles so we see a lot here the bible says that he was also carried and it's important because the writer is trying to tell us why abram is involved the writer is trying to paint the right picture to us so we don't think that abram just goes around fighting in battles that do not concern him because child of god are we sometimes being exhausted because we are fighting in battles that do not concern us hallelujah the faithfulness of god we provide the journey we provide the energy that we need for the journey for our own battles by the time we begin to get ourselves involved in a battle that does not concern us guess what the faithfulness of god is not going to start providing extra energy that we need for what for what we do not necessarily need to do the bible says here you know after talking about these kings and talking about they went here and they went there and the people fighting the bible says and they took the goods they took all of that but they also took lot the 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 nephew of Abraham and we praise the faithfulness of God which makes us understand that one person was able to escape and came to report to Abraham the Hebrew uh, there's so many things that that tells me that the person by the time the person escaped the only thing the person could think about doing was let's go and tell abram we know that if we tell abram he's someone that is going to do something about it i'm beginning to imagine that this person that escaped was probably one of the headsmen of lord who had been watching the life of abram all the time when they used to live with abraham who knew that abraham although lot was not in his sight anymore lot was still in his heart it was some who had who had perceived the heart of Abraham that knew that this Abraham if he gets to hear this he will not sleep over it he will not gloat over it but he will do something about it because when you're in trouble you go to the place where you are sure you are certain of help this person was certain of help that listen if I get to Abraham something will happen child of God when people around us fall into trouble are they do they look at our lives and think if I pick up the phone and I speak to this person I will hear words of comfort i would hear the voice of god i would know from this person the voice of god telling me what to do and what to do next praise the lord because child of god we need to see it that way also i tell you that the bible is a book of relationships the bible says a certain man someone escaped a man who had escaped a man who who should be running for his life who should be a man who should just be thinking ah please let me just i need to do a thanksgiving service so and they captured everybody and guess what i escaped i just want to thank god and bless the name of the lord the Bible says that he escaped and after his escape, what he did was he went to look for Abraham to say to Abraham, Abraham, your nephew has been in this kind of problem. And I want a child of God, what is our attitude towards the problems of our family members what do we feel when we hear how do we go about it when we hear about our family members when they're in trouble or is this something that we say oh every man for themselves please god for us or or is this something that we say eh, well that's their problem after all if you had not behaved like that you would not have been living in sodom because i tell you child of god abraham could have well done that and he will still be within his right if he had said that that foolish boy he does not have any respect look at the way he acted just because he has started seeing some small change see the way he 
acted towards me. I told him to choose. He chose the one that he felt was the most watered garden. You know, look at the way he treated me. No, 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 no. There was no guy in Abraham's heart. Child of God, there was no malice in Abraham's heart. Ah, glory be to God. I tell you that if we're going to walk with the faithfulness of God, it's important for us to understand the heart of God. Because when we look at Abraham, we see Abraham behaving as it were, showing us some of the characteristics of God. When God says that as far as the east is from the west, so has he put our sins away from us. When we come to him, the Bible says that if we if we, if we we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us, you know, and to, to, to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And to say to you, child of God, listen, God is not waiting, wanting to punish you, wanting to, you know, show you as it were for the evil that you have done. That when you have repented, realize that God is loving and caring. Realize that sometimes we need to face the consequences of our sins, not necessarily because God wants God is out there to punish us, but because it's just a play of, you know, it's just a play of cause and effect. The Bible says here concerning loss that someone who escaped there ran to tell Abraham. Can someone come from a place of despair and the only human hands, the only human beings they are thinking of, it is you, child of God. Can they bypass you and then go and look for somebody else? Or is it that when they come in, they say, oh, let me just share it with you. Child of God, the Bible tells us here that these people, when this person was able to escape, the next thing he did was to go and see Abraham. Praise the Lord. And let's see what Abraham did. The Bible says now, Abraham was living near the great trees of Maria, the Amorites, a brother of Esinko and Emma, all of whom were allied with Abraham. Hallelujah. Abraham had friends. Child of God is part of the faithfulness of God. I know at the very beginning when we we're talking about, you know, the faithfulness of God and we're asking ourselves, why are we choosing Abraham? One of the things we said that made us choose Abraham is that Abraham is one of like, he's like the, the main character when we were the main figurehead when it comes to Christianity, Judaism, and even Islam. We said that Abraham is someone that God continuously referred to. Remember your father, Abraham. I called him when he was yet alone. That's what God said to the children of Israel. And that's point god said to him abraham my friend hallelujah three times in the bible abraham is called the friend of god and we see the friend of god exhibiting the characters of his friend we see in the life of abraham someone exhibiting the character of his friend god has friends and guess what Abraham also had friends. Child of God, do we have friends? Do we have people who are our allies? I'm talking about people who live around us. Abraham had people who lived around him that were his allies. The Bible says that it was... um. He had uh, married the Amorite. He had a brother of Eshko and he had Enna. The Bible says all of whom were allies with Abraham. All of whom were people that Abraham built things with. These people were not necessarily children of faith. These people were not necessarily as it were Christians, but these were people that Abraham had built a relationship with. And child of God, if we go further down, the Bible says, verse 14, that when Abraham heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in this household and he went in pursuit as far as the he went in pursuit as far as dan during the night oh i don't know if i want to read this Let, let's do this let's let's concentrate let's go you know verse by verse as we're going so we're going verse by verse here 
and looking at what Abraham is, is doing here, the Bible tells us here that Abraham had friends. And he had friends he could call upon. And as he called upon them, they, they worked out a battle strategy. Hallelujah. He worked out a battle strategy. If you begin to look at the life of Abraham here, we find Abraham here, first of all, in Genesis chapter 14. If you look at his life, we see him as a watcher. We see him as somebody who people were able to come to meet and say to him, there's a problem. There's a problem with your nephew. We see him as a watcher here. We see him also as a warrior. That's what we we're seeing here as a warrior here guess what the bible says in verse 16 during the night abram divided his men to attack them and he routed them pursuing them as far as Hobak, north of damascus he recovered all the goods he recovered all the goods and brought forth his relative lot and his possessions together with the women and the other people Oh, it was a successful battle. It was a battle that took place in Prompt 2. It was a battle that took place immediately. And why could that battle take place? The Bible says that Abraham already had trained men in his house. Child of God, I'm sure you may have heard it, that when opportunity meets preparation, then we say, oh, destiny has taken place. How are we preparing for the place that we are asking God to take us to? Glory to God in the highest. Because the faithfulness of God will eventually bring us there. But also, it's also dependent on our preparation. Abraham was prepared. He had 318 changed men in his house. This is somebody who did not have a hair. This is somebody who could not have been bothered. This is somebody, he was battle ready. Hallelujah. Although he was a man of peace, he knew when there was a time to draw the sword. He knew when there was a time to draw the sword. The Bible tells us that he had local, you know, sheiks that he had found at allegiance to and so when there was an issue he could call upon them glory be to god he could call upon them sometimes child of god we might have to work with people who are non-christians just for humanity's sake we might have to work with people who are non-christians just so as to put a priority over the welfare of people like myself i mean i go about doing things with domestic abuse and sometimes i have to do things with some muslim organizations why because we have the same goal we have the same objective to stop to prevent domestic abuse child of god it is not a sin for us to join forces sometimes with others you know to 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 further a goal, to further something that would help humanity. The Bible says that Abraham called upon these people and they went with him. I don't know what kind of friends we have, what kind of friendship we are developing. I don't know if, you know, listening to me, you have, you've, you've had the unfortunate the unfortunate how do i call it of, of getting to know people who every time they pick or every time you see their call you could bet your life on it that they have called you because they want a favor it is only when they need a favor that is when they can turn the tables that is when suddenly they are not too busy you know to 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 answer or to pick up the phone that is when suddenly they are not too busy they can now get to you they can now see all of your text messages because wow guess what they need a favor child of god that's not how god wants us to be because as we're looking at the world child of god we're seeing principles and promises the kind of friends that abraham had were people he could call upon to say ah, there's a trace trouble with my nephew and they gathered and they joined hands with him and then the faithfulness of god you know in winning the battle and getting them to get to the end result was seen why because abraham had friends he had friends that were good friends he had and he had neighbors that were good neighbors people who would take his battle like his own and child of god those kind of relationships do not just come overnight 
they come from continuously engaging with people they come from the way we engage people as we engage people you know as we listen to them as we help them as we do that other check concerning what you were saying the other day is everything okay concerning what we talked about how is your child doing now oh i saw you went to the hospital or oh, there was an ambulance that came into the street and you noticed the ambulance child of god guess what god is opening the door for you some days later you saw the ambulance return knock on the door of your neighbor how are you i noticed when an ambulance came to pick and i was so happy when i saw that the ambulance returned 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 you are you okay now is there anything i can do to help i believe that those were some of the things that abraham had done abraham had put in lots of deposits and so the day that abraham needed to withdraw guess what his check did not bounce sometimes we think that people do not want to help us but guess what child of god we are trying to withdraw beyond our deposits we are trying to withdraw child of god beyond the deposits we put in the lives of people that's why they cannot be bothered do you know that you have some certain friends that call come bring call high waters all you need to do is to call them to let them know that you're in distress or perhaps you're not even in distress i remember a certain time when my mom was sort of like stuck in the airport in manchester all i needed to do being in scotland was just to pick up the phone and call a friend and just say oh this is the problem and the person says oh i'm somewhere right now but immediately i finish and will go to your mom's to where your mom is in the airport and i tell you going to the airport is not easy because you have to pay for your car you have to pay the, the airport fees and you don't even know how long you're going to be there child of god this is the kind of life god is calling us to live it's all about relationships it's all about because sometimes we want to experience the faithfulness of god we cannot experience the faithfulness of god in isolation we are going to experience the faithfulness of god especially in degree to our relationships with others because there's nothing god's going to give us that's going to fall from heaven god is going to give us things true people hallelujah glory be to god last week one of the things we said last week when we began to look at the life of lord is the fact that god will not bring a blessing to us will not keep a blessing for us tied to something we do not have that the blessing we would receive will be as a result of what we already have it could be something we do not have yet but child of god the faithfulness of god means that the things you have here the things that you have already around you are enough to bring that other blessing that you want are enough to bring the next level that you need to get to what you have now it is enough if it's, if it's not enough is if it's yet another connection god is able to bring that other connection into your life and then you will get to that other place because that is the faithfulness of god in action the faithfulness of god in action is going to work with dependent also on our relationships with the people on how we service the relationships we have with people we see lot here in trouble we see lot here having not done very well with his uncle but guess what the faithfulness of god reaches out to him in the place of distress the faithfulness of god reaches out to him in the time of his need child of god the faithfulness of god was not there thinking and wanting to punish him but rather made his uncle to look back and say oh my my, my nephew who is like a son he's in trouble he called upon his friends and his friends came out to help him we have run out of time i'm looking at the time now i'm getting all excited but i'm telling myself let us let us begin to ground up today the bible says the bible makes us understand here that although abraham was separated he was not isolated although he was, he was independent he was not indifferent he had local ships he had relationships around him he could call upon when there was trouble glory be to god and the highest and the bible makes us understand imagine what the bible says the bible says abraham the hebrew i don't want to go there today but i just want us to come back again to where we are and what we're looking at in this part of the story the faithfulness of 
of God. The faithfulness of God rescued Lot. The faithfulness of God made it possible for Lot to be rescued through the relationship that he had. God pulled on that relationship and Abraham was able to go ahead, you know, defeating these people because he pulled on relationships too that he had. He pulled on 318 people who he had invested in, who he had trained in his house. We're going to talk about that when we come again. He pulled upon that relationship. When we look at Abraham, the Bible says that he called upon those other local shooks around him. He called upon those people around him. They were able to go ahead to help him in the battle. Because the Bible says they went out in the night. He pulled upon those relationships. And we saw that the faithfulness of God came true for him. Child of God, let's not neglect the relationships around us. The relationships around us, perhaps in our workplace, in our church place, in our neighborhood. Let's not neglect those relationships. Because some of the experiences of the faithfulness of God we would have would be as a result of those relationships. We're looking at the faithfulness of God. We have said that God is faithful. God is faithful. Not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. Look at Lord there. You know who we saw at the beginning looking towards Sodom, moved towards Sodom, and now living in the land of Sodom, living in the dreamland, living in living in the place where he had always thought this is the very place to be. I don't know what Uncle Uncle Abraham is in. Guess what? He falls into trouble. Why? Because he has chosen wrongly. He falls into trouble. Why? Because he chose to live to his choosing was as a result of sight and not what God had said. If we're going to follow the faithfulness of God, we need to trust the fact that some of the choices we make should not just be based on sight. Some of the choices we make should be based upon faith, should be based upon what God's word says. We should base our choices. We should make these choices based upon the integrity of the word of God. God is faithful. God is faithful and we experience his faithfulness through some of the relationships that we have. Father, we thank you again for your word. We thank you because we can depend on your faithfulness. We see that your faithfulness rescued Lord, even in a place where he did not even pray. Your faithfulness ensured that someone escaped to go and tell somebody who would help Lord. Lord, we pray for ourselves today that as we continue this journey, understanding your faithfulness, that we will be able to maximize the relationships around us and to indeed be recipients of your faithfulness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your word. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. We hope you have been blessed by the word of God today. We look forward to seeing you again next time on Feasting at the Table.